Hey mama, stop what you're doing right now and join my birth classes. It is open enrollment and it's a special one because we have added some extra new bonuses just for you. And hint, hint, don't forget that insurance may reimburse you and you can also use your HSA or your FSA to pay for birth classes. So it's a no brainer. If you join this week, you're gonna get not only a huge discount by using the code BIRTHQUEEN, all in caps, cause you know you are, but you're also going to get six or seven bonuses. Bonus number one, you're gonna get 30 days free in my mama membership, which is where all the magic is happening. After 30 days, you can leave us if you want, boo hoo. Or you can stay with us for 19 a month. And some of my mamas stay with me for years, if that tells you anything. You're also gonna get bonus number two, which is my newborn academy. Bonus three, the birth coach class. Bonus four, the postpartum recovery roadmap class, along with some other bonuses. And if you join by Friday night at midnight, you're gonna get my birthing waves, which is a brand new course and it's guided meditations for labor and beyond. Brand spanky new and I'm so excited to welcome you in. Don't forget, we hang out with all of our students every Wednesday. We have a pregnancy hangout via Zoom where you get to see my face and my doulas every single Wednesday. I'll see you on the inside. Go to labornursemama.com forward slash the word calm, C-A-L-M, labornursemama.com forward slash calm. I'll see you on the inside. My name is Trish Ware, and I am obsessed with all things pregnancy and birth and helping you to navigate both the practical and the magical seasons of this journey called motherhood. I'm an all-day coffee-sipping mama of seven and labor and delivery nurse who took her expertise in the labor room and turned it into an online one-stop shop for mamas looking for powerful education and support. I've had the amazing privilege of delivering many babies in my 15 plus year career as a labor and delivery nurse and as a mama of seven. I'm here to help you take the guesswork out of childbirth so you can make the choices that are right for you and your baby and write the birth story of your dreams. So hit subscribe and let's replace your anxiety and fear with complete confidence. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not replace your medical advice. Check out our full disclaimer at the bottom of the show notes. I am so excited about today's guest. I've got one of my Calm Labor Confident Birth Course students, Laura, on here with us, and she's going to share her birth story with you guys, and we all love birth stories, so welcome, Laura. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. I love when you guys come on and share your stories because I get to hear them. And it's so much fun to have you guys on and share with my audience. So before we get started with your birth story, I always like to ask my students or the mamas who come and share to go back a little bit, back to your pregnancy journey, and tell me what brought you to Labor Nurse Mama. So I was about... 15, 20 weeks into my pregnancy. And I have a friend who's actually studying to become a doula. And she's also a registered nurse for a critical care unit. So she she knows her stuff. And she saw that I was starting to struggle and starting to get really overwhelmed with all of the information that's out there. 
and she has seen your posts on Instagram. So she's the one who introduced me to you. So being overwhelmed and then having you be able to explain everything that's going on helped focus me a little bit more and that kept me centered. So that is why I joined your course. I love that. I just taught my pain of labor class last night and I was telling them like the biggest mistake you can make is winging your birth and going in with unrealistic expectations. So that I feel is just so important. And on top of that education, I feel like we do something extra with our weekly happy hours and the ways that we support you guys. Okay, so let's talk about your journey towards your birth. And so you took the birth class and now let's talk about getting close to time and what was going on and tell us your last weeks of pregnancy. Everything was crazy, chaotic, but also delightful at the same time. So I went off of work about a month before my due date, a little bit more before my due date. And my sister-in-law and I went down to Toronto and that's how we started my mat leave. And just coming off of work where I have incredible clients that I get to socialize with every day, I lost that. So I actually ended up feeling a little bit lonely in my end stages of pregnancy. And, and how many weeks were you when this, when you did this? When I did this, I was 30 or sorry, no, 34, 34, 34 weeks. weeks. Yeah. It's 34 weeks pregnant. And, but I couldn't work anymore. I'm a massage therapist in Ontario. So, you know, swollen joints, sore back, yeah. sore everything all the other fun stuff with pregnancy it wasn't realistic with my work so going on that trip with my sister-in-law was absolutely epic and then coming home and just just being pregnant i say in parentheses or quotations it was a little bit strange to me because i could feel so lonely and so like in company all at the same time because you're pregnant everything you do you are with somebody at all time but honestly like my pregnancy was really smooth sailing it was incredible seeing my midwives every single week especially getting up to the point of delivery just having those people check in on me but yeah it's a really weird strange experience feeling really lonely in your pregnancy, but also so surrounded by love and support, which I was. I'd love to ask you, did you take advantage of the community and did you come to the happy hours? Was that something that you were actively involved in? So while I was at work, no, because at the time of the happy hours, I was still working, which I think I commented on a couple. I rem- I yeah, like, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I missed. Yeah. But I did come to a couple of them though after I went on to after mat leave and I remember bouncing on my ball. I was probably like 36, 37 weeks pregnant and I ended up turning off my camera. I was like, this motion of me going up and down is going to be really annoying to watch. (laughs) For those of you guys who may not listen to the podcast or follow me or know anything about our program, we have what I feel makes it so unique and so special is we have our mama membership. Now, our mama membership is now separate from the classes, which Laura may not know this, 
But when you join one of the classes, you get the Mama membership free for 30 days. After that, it's an ongoing membership that you can stay a part of it for $19.97. And it includes weekly hangouts. We have a community manager. We have groups. We have expert workshops. And it includes support all the way till a couple years postpartum, to be real. And so we now have a postpartum hangout, Laura, which you should be coming to. And it is incredible. And so that's just something that sets us apart from everyone else, I think. I didn't realize that I needed that community until I joined it. But I joined it later than I expected to because of my work. But once I was there, oh my gosh, it felt, it was so nice. I love that. You guys hear her, hear her. If you've joined one of my classes and you're not taking advantage of the membership, that is what's going to make all the difference. Because I know you all and I know every single one of you take the class, you're listening to it, you're pumped up, you're feeling confident, then that emotional high goes down, then you go to the doctor's office, they say something that scares you or confuses you, and the fear goes back up. So that's why the weekly happy hours are so important. And also, if you're a student and a member, you also get our labor bat signal, which means you get to communicate with me and Taylor privately until six weeks postpartum. So that's just totally that we do because we love it and we love that relationship with you guys. Okay, so now you are lonely, waiting for baby to come. Was that, was it like making you worried about how you were gonna feel during postpartum? Totally. So I reached out to, I see a therapist, so I reached out to my therapist to let her know that I was feeling a little nervous about how postpartum was going to go because I was starting to feel a little bit lonely, and my husband was still working by this point, so I didn't want to, for lack of better terms, be a bother to him because he was also stressed because his life was about to change too. So I really leaned into my best friend, who's the one who showed me her course. the one that's going to be a doula. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you haven't led me in any bad direction this far. I'm just going to cling to you because you're like, you're a new mom too. Yeah. Help. That's what we're supposed to do, right? Isn't that what community is about? That's why we're creating this community because a lot of moms don't have that. Totally. And it's alarming the number of people that don't have that and don't realize they need it until it's presented to them Mm -hmm. that they can't refuse yeah my friend had my friend who knows me so well she forced me to hang out and the more I did that the more comfortable I felt she's what's going on what's how's your birth course going so I'm a procrastinator terrible procrastinator now we're hearing the truth yeah but I am giving you the truth (laughs) yes I told her like yeah I've done the course and stuff she's have you focused though Like, where is your focus? Have you really taken away what you need to from that course? Do you need to go over it again? It's like, no, I absolutely understand everything. And I ended up watching the course again with my husband because I realized for me, what was stressing me out was him not being there with me for the course, for him to see everything that I'm seeing, for him to ask questions about the things that I'm also asking questions about, have that camaraderie of what the heck is going on with our lives and after we watched the course together or did the course together and he also did the partner course that was fantastic or the coach course yeah and it's actually we've got that as a bonus right now if they buy the birth class which you're whoever's listening it may not be going down but right now we do that's a bonus buy 
And that is fantastic. I absolutely loved that. So did my husband. So once he and I were on the same page for everything that was going on, then I chilled out. Then I was in my happy spot and hung out with my parents a lot, hung out with my dog, went for walks. And then labor started. So tell me about that. How far along were you? Where were you at? What was go- What was your first sign that it was happening? So September 4th was the first twinge, like just the lightest little like little tickle in my uterus kind of feeling. <laughs> little knock on the door. It's just like, hello. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I'm not opening the door yet, but I'm waiting for you to do this. And it eventually went away came back a little bit throughout the night but not nothing really substantial and then September 5th at 3 30 in the morning I woke my husband up and said okay like this is this is go time I can't sleep anymore I'm waking up with discomfort and we called my midwife and because my contractions were every minute and a half lasting 30 seconds and this was going on for an hour, I wasn't sure what the ratio was. I know about every 411 or 501, depending on what area you're in, um, because everybody has different recommendations depending on what area of the world you're in. So I called my midwife and she said, nope, pause, stay at home as long as you can. Yes, that is good. Yes, <laughs> stay home. As- I'm. I want to interject really quick for those of you guys listening. So, the labor nurse and me, and I'm sure this midwife. When you hear that someone is having every minute and a half in their 30 seconds, that's a that that's a really good indication that yeah, she might be in early labor, but her body's still finding its rhythm, and so you really want to wait for it to get very rhythmic. Yeah something that really confused me because I wasn't sure if I was fast tracking. Is this, is this more intense than the 411 rule? What's happening to me? But exactly, my body was sorting itself out. And she said, stay at home, stay at home as long as you can. Once your contractions are following the necessary pattern for you to call me, that is when you call me. So about 6 a.m. hits and I call my friend who's becoming the doula. Her name is Ray for easier context. Okay. Her name is Ray. So my husband ended up calling Raylan and said, hey, you need to know Laura is in labor. And she came over probably at about, oh, I want to say 11 o'clock, but I was off in La Land. I don't even know what day it was at that point. And you should be. That's your only job yeah. is to labor when you're in labor. It was insane. So she showed up. I was still in my bed. I was moving around as you recommended. And she essentially allowed my husband, Rick, to get sleep so that he could drive me to the birth center later. And she was my focus. She was my center for me to stay grounded. I think my favorite part of laboring at home, two parts. One, being in the bathroom, she brought my salt lamp in and we had relaxing music going. Nice. And had a squatty potty that I would put my foot up on so that it was that asymmetrical thing so just switching around every four or five contractions what position I was in she brought a peanut ball I was on the yoga ball and my other favorite part my dog would not leave my side oh nice she was so sweet throughout the whole thing labor comfort support 
<laughs> with fuzzy ears. It was wonderful. So labored at home until about four o'clock, four p.m. This is September fifth still. And so I labored on Labor Day. I'm just saying. Nice. It's so, appropriate. That's appropriate. Right. <laughs> so my son will never live that down. My midwife comes over. She checks me. She says, "Congratulations! Like you're at six point five centimeters. You've done really well. You are able to move." We're able to move over to the birth center. So my husband and I get packed up, ready to go. My best friend meets me there. And the birth center in Ottawa is stunning. I wish everybody, even if they're planning on going to the hospital, I wish they would just do a tour of this place. Nice. It has a fireplace. I'm so jealous. It has a walk-in shower, queen-size bed that reclines for you, and a huge tub that honestly you could probably fit four people in but unless you're having triplets it's pretty much you in there and the baby so it was super cool and the tub is the big one that I wanted to try that was something I was always really drawn to so I ended up having a water birth oh I love it it was so cool but I'm getting ahead of myself so probably about two minutes to 11 p.m my water finally broke And I was so excited. That was the weirdest feeling I have ever experienced in my life. I was in the tub when it happened. And it feels like a water balloon coming out of your bits. Yeah. It's so funny because my last birth story that I did was with Cassie, one of my VBAC lab students. And her water broke in the tub at the hospital. And it's so funny. Two in a row. That's it's a weird feeling. That's funny that it's two in a row, though. I was really proud of myself for letting my water break when it needed to because my midwife had wanted to intervene. She wanted to break my water. I think you're getting a little bit tired. You're only at eight centimeters. And I think this is something we should talk about. And I was really ticked off when I heard that because I also didn't want to be getting out of the tub to have my cervix checked and stuff like that. It was just inconvenient for me. And I quoted you in that moment when she had said this. I was like, I don't want anything done out of convenience or curiosity. Oh, you said it out loud? I did. <laughs> I knew that you thought it, but I didn't know you said it. Yay. I literally said it. To her. I probably and what said. was her response? She said, it's not out of curiosity. And it just, I think it would be good for you to be able to help move things along faster. And my friend Ray, I love this girl to pieces. And you are about to see why. She looked at her. And from what I recall, again, in between contractions by this point, she's eight centimeters. She's progressing beautifully. There's absolutely no need to be breaking her water. What are you doing? Yeah. Besides, you want to go home. Yeah. And I understand that you want to go home, but that's not a good enough reason for you to break Well, and you chose this career, which is an unpredictable pattern. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. I love it. I'm so proud of you. Like, I am so proud. I say that throughout the course for those of you guys who are listening. I say it throughout and all the time. Nothing out of convenience or curiosity. No, it's not okay. And it was a firm no for me. And then my poor midwife met my friend's wrath on that one as well. And my husband didn't get a chance to say anything because we were busy just shutting this completely down yeah. thing absolutely not double way yeah so she gosh I loved my team there so my midwife left just to give us some time to think about it she came back and said oh I spoke to another midwife she said that we don't have to do this so 
don't have to We're break completely. your water. Yeah. But you already told like, her yeah. no. So what? I'm so baffled. Like you already told her no. Why did she need to get a second opinion? I think that she was covering her tracks, honestly. And it was, I like my midwife a lot. She was wonderful. My kid is born. He's good. Did not love that. So that's why I was so proud of myself that my water broke while I was in the tub. It was just this victory of how I did and it. And how long after that? How long after her wanting to intervene? Was he born? No, the water it, breaking. Oh. One of the top questions I get all the time about our birth classes is what makes Labor Nurse Mama birth classes and pregnancy postpartum membership different from all else? Here's the thing. Our classes and our support community are different because I care if you succeed in your birth quest. I've built an insane amount of support and accountability in both of my birth classes and our membership, which means you are so much more likely to succeed and leave your birth feeling calm and confident. I have a reputation for being a super supportive online labor and delivery nurse slash doula. I bring my experience from having had six babies myself and bringing thousands of babies into the world. I really want to know you. I want you to believe that you are capable and you are strong. But I also know that sometimes medical interventions are necessary. And if you find yourself in the situation where you have to make big decisions, I want you to be armed with the extensive education and have the guidance to make an informed choice. Mama, check out our birth classes and our pregnancy and postpartum membership so that you can find the support that you cannot find anywhere else. Inside of our pregnancy and postpartum membership, we have weekly hangouts where I hang out with you and I actually answer your questions face to face. We have experts coming in, teaching our mamas all the way from preconception to postpartum. We want you to be armed with education and power. Check out the link in the show notes. Water breaking. It was Just less a, than an hour. Oh, see, come on. Give our bodies yeah. a chance. Yep. Give your body a chance. And that is something that I did find was a bit of a theme in my pregnancy, especially after my son was born. But we'll get to that in a moment. Okay. I was going through labor in the tub and that was fantastic. The heat was amazing on my back. And she eventually checked me again because I said, I can feel the ring of fire. Oh, like, checks me. I'm at 10 centimeters. She said, oh, I'm going to call the backup midwife. She's going to be here in 25 minutes. Don't push. In a little bit more of a colorful way, he said, are you effing kidding me? And I just for a just for a side note, you guys. So Laura, when we were prepping for the episode, she was like, "Is there any rules? Am I allowed to swear?" And I told her she can. It's okay if she does. I personally, it's really funny joke in my house because my husband he swears a bit, but I don't say the f word. When I say the f word, it's fudge. And when you say effing, I'm thinking fudging. That's <laughs> what I think. That's where I go. But. There is no judgment. So, you know, sometimes the F word is appropriate and a lot of times in labor, very appropriate. And I think when I said that to her, she understood and was like, yeah, okay. So yeah, I was not pleased. And I withheld pushing as much as I could. 
but I was also really ticked off because I'm like, my body's telling me to push and you're telling me not to. I don't understand why she couldn't do the delivery. She's so a midwife, from my right? understanding, in terms of the regulations in Ontario and or in Ottawa, I don't know how they change from place to place, but there's a midwife for you and then a midwife for your baby. Okay. So they can have their focus on you and then one on the baby. I have no idea why, but that's what the explanation so, was for me. In the U.S., we a midwife is like an OB, like a provider, and then you have your labor nurse, and mama has a labor nurse, and then there's a baby nurse. So it sounds to me like the role is a little blended. It, Yeah, I would say so, because the only people that were in the room were my midwife, my doula, my best friend, and my husband and I. So there were only four of us in there, and okay. then when I... So the midwife plays the role of the labor nurse correct. as well. But she also came to your house to check yes. you. And then she goes to the hospital and stays with you. Yes. In my case, birth center, so, birth center or hospital. Or, yeah. or yeah. So that's so different than the U.S. But sorry, no. sorry. It's just so different. I'm sure some of my listeners are wondering as well. So now we have her wanting to break your water to get things going. Now that things are really going, she wants you to hold yes. off. So I didn't hold off. <laughs> Because I also remembered you saying that it was like, trust your gut, trust your body knows what it's doing. This is a natural process. So I did end up pushing and I have no regrets on that. But I'm pretty sure I had a death glare for days for that lady that was just burned into her soul. But the other midwife showed up. I'm in the tub. And for everybody listening, if you pee, if you poop, that is totally normal during your labor. Do not be embarrassed about it. I was in a tub. They have a fishnet for your poop. Oh, interesting. That was a fun side yeah. note, right? <laughs> so I, a we lot were... of the hospitals in the U.S. don't actually allow you to do the delivery in the tub. You can labor in really? the tub, but you have to get out. And I know it's weird, right? Now, birth, birth centers, you can. Okay. Most See, I have no idea what it is for the hospitals here, but it, it was a cool experience. I absolutely love the tub for pain management, but for labor, it was really cool because by the time the other midwife came and I was actually allowed to push on their standards, it provided so much relief while I was pushed internally as well. That's amazing. Like it just, it supported my joints so perfectly. So by the time I could feel his head coming out, both my midwives are there by this point and I can feel the head, which was so cool. So trippy, but also I had a, like, yeah. but yet the poop getting fished out with a fish scoop. <laughs> you were like, it's not, really... I'm good. Head, baby's with... head grossed out. <laughs> baby's head grossed out, but excrement around me. I'm like, whatever. It's so funny because like, I tell my husband all the time, poop, that doesn't bother me. I've had, I've dealt with it so much. Vaginas, all the stuff that happens there doesn't bother me. But if you cough up snot and it gets on me, I might just pass out. <laughs> I can't, even now, I still can't do the snot sucker thing on my yeah, side. Yeah, it's like, awful. I know. Anything respiratory, I'm like, no. But mama's pooping. I don't care. I get excited. I'm happy. I know you're doing it right. Yeah. Good way to go. This is a sign we're on the right track. <laughs> exactly. My poor husband, though, because he was in the tub with me. He's like, that is a sign of love. 
love, I was in there with you while I saw all this stuff coming out of you. It's so funny. I, just a completely unrelated story. So I have two daughters and they're, let's see, five years apart. And my oldest daughter, they were taking a bath together. Lainey was like two, my oldest daughter's seven, and Lainey pooped in the tub. I was sitting next to the tub or something, maybe on my cell phone, like not completely paying attention. And my older daughter started screaming like a murderer was in the house. And like, I'm like, what is it? And she's screaming and then she points and there's poop just floating on the (laughs) toilet. So when you're saying that, I'm picturing this with you and your husband. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then you just bring in a little like really vibrant blue fishnet and just (laughs) So (laughs) you know right now that all the women that are like really panicked about pooping during labor are dying. So I want all of you guys to take a nice deep cleansing breath and say out loud, if you poop during labor, you're pushing correctly. <laughs> it's not bad. Okay. No. All right. So poop is scooped out. Baby's head is there, ready to go. So my midwife tells my husband, if you would like to catch him, now is the time to come out of the tub. And he paused and looked at me and was like, I'm wherever you need me to be. And in my really intense barbaric noise making state I won't recreate the voice for you but it was along the lines of if you want to do this do it now because I'm not promising I'm doing this anytime soon after get out yeah yeah he barely had time to put the gloves on but he's the one who caught our son and passed him to me it's so funny to me like when I do my birth plan consults with the mamas and the partners I always offer to the dad, if you're interested, this is what's called assisting with the delivery and you can also cut the cord. And I always tell them, so right before this, they're going to want to put gloves on you. But I personally am like, he's been there before. Like he's been in the vagina, obviously. He's touched the area. This is his baby. It's not a sterile procedure because the baby's coming out of the vagina. So why they put gloves on the partner, I don't know. Makes no sense to me. I thought it was hilarious because Rick had just been in the tub with me. Yeah. And now a beautiful image I painted you. And now he has to put gloves on to touch the stuff. I don't even get it. Like that's even more nonsensical to me. But that again, we went off on a tangent. So he's got his gloves on. He's ready. He gets the baby. He grabs our son and then he passes him to me. And I actually have a photo of that first moment of me just holding my son and my husband had a, his hair was really long. So we pulled it back. So he's got a man bun and he looks like he's photobombing because he's so excited. Is this a picture we can share on Labor Nurse Mama or is it inappropriate for you to have on social media? (laughs) Because you're in the tub. So I don't know. I'm in the tub. I'm covered. Nothing's showing. It just might traumatize some people. There is no poop floating in the photo. <laughs> okay. No nets. But no blue nets. No, no nets in line of sight. Maybe. I'll send it to you and okay. then you can All right. gauge for yourself what's I, appropriate. I can blur stuff too. I'm more worried about you. Yeah. I don't care. Every, anything's yeah. game with me. I literally had a baby at yeah. this point. I'm just like, we can do anything. Yeah. I, <laughs> so. I am woman. Hear me roar. Exactly. So it was baby's born my son's name is Finn oh I love that and name. so I'm holding Finn and I'm like oh my gosh this is like holy crap I just ha- I have a baby and 
it was less than two minutes and they had me standing walking out of the tub while cord is still attached and over to the bed and I got a bloody handprint on the wall it looked like a murder scene in there and yeah my husband cut the cord they weighed him I only had level one tearing but it would not stop bleeding Mm. so they did stitch me and which was completely fine and they have a lidocaine spray or a lidocaine gel here that they put on you to help numb the area first yeah in the u.s just for mamas who go unmedicated in the u.s if they do a repair they're going to give you just an injection of lidocaine usually perfect yeah and but it wasn't bad at all i did have to have pitocin to get my placenta out so the pitocin is optional and for me i took it just in case but it was for about 15 minutes then they started saying we might have to transfer you to hospital if you don't because you're deliver your placenta oh the placenta okay yeah so you're like did that all after all of this and this beautiful delivery i might actually have to go to the hospital i was so peeved and i was like no, but apparently my body responds well to threats because then it was like, yeah. where's your placenta? Nice. So then they said that you had to go to the bathroom after. So I tried to pee and I couldn't. They told me that they needed to put in a catheter. Wait, how I'm long alert. after delivery was that? 20 minutes? What? 20, 30 minutes. Okay. So again, advocating for yourself. This is the secondary midwife who I haven't dealt with. This is the one who was supposed to be there for my son, not me. And she's saying, go to the bathroom, but otherwise we're going to have to put a catheter in. I'm allergic to silicone and rubbers and a bunch of other stuff. So I would have to be put on any histamines if I'm taking, if I have a catheter in me, which I didn't want to do because breast milk. Well, and and would want that happening down there after all that's already happened down there? Absolutely. I'm like, no freaking kidding. I'm swollen. I was also in a tub. Maybe I was peeing in there and didn't know it. Yeah. So I turned around and... As politely as I could, I was like, can I have five, ten minutes? Can I just be left alone, please? And uh, because I had no time to breathe. And I understand that after you have a baby, you really don't get a lot of time to process what just happened to you immediately after. But being told, oh, we might have to send you off to the hospital because your placenta isn't here right this second. We've given you a shot. It hasn't worked immediately. And then that finally settles down. My brain calms down and says, okay, we're fine. Oh, you need to go to the bathroom right now. Otherwise, we're going to have to do this to you. And we know that's going to result in medication for you and an allergic reaction. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to be left alone for a wee bit of time, process, let me do my best. And I managed to go to the shower there. And I did manage to pee, which I've never been more excited about in my life. (laughs) So that all worked out and then I was home after about four hours post-delivery. So I'm so like blown away because there's so much about your birth story and your experience that's so beautiful and it's the natural process. It's going great. And one of my big pet peeves here in the U.S., which, you know, Taylor, our team doula, is from Toronto. And so when I interviewed her on the podcast, that was the first I heard about a lot of stuff that happens in Canada that's so much better than the U.S. But what I'm blown away about is that even though they've created this beautiful birth experience, birth center, birth place, 
they're still doing things that they don't need to do. I don't understand. Granted, you just had a baby. Your timeline might be a little fuzzy. But let's just say within 20 minutes, 25 minutes, they have already threatened to take you to the hospital because your placenta has not come out and they're wanting you to go to the bathroom. But really, it can take, like, we really aren't going to, like, normally, like, around 25, 30 minutes is where we're getting a little antsy if the placenta hasn't come out. So it's just really surprising to me that there wasn't a little more patience. But then which you're going to say in a minute, how quickly you went home, which might be part of the reason. I don't know. So go ahead. Now you've actually obeyed. You got the threat worked. Placenta came out. Your bleeding is doing okay, I'm assuming. You've had Pitocin and baby is skin to skin. What is baby doing? Baby is skin to skin by this point. He was a wee little thing. He was six pounds, 1.5 ounces, but born on his due date. So he was skin to skin by this point. We were given a steak dinner. Nice. All right. Yeah. So both my husband and I got a steak dinner. You say that like you're embarrassed. Like you're like, I know no one else gets a steak dinner. It is so bougie. Are you kidding me? Nice. So it's really funny. My second son, so I had my first son at this same hospital. Then they converted it and renamed it the birth center, right? And now it was an LDRP, which was very new back then because my sons are older. And which for those of you guys listening, that means a labor, delivery, recovery, postpartum room. Typically in the U.S., you're going to labor and deliver in one room and then you'll get transferred to your postpartum unit, which in hindsight actually is a little better because it's much quieter on the postpartum unit than the labor unit. So when they did this big promo and everyone who delivered there got an infant car seat and you got a romantic dinner the night after the baby was born, because we we stayed one or two days. And so we had the same thing. We had a steak dinner with roses and like fake wine and all this. So you're not that bougie, Laura. (laughs) You have to understand, I'm a chicken nugget kind of girl. Yeah. So I'm getting a steak meal with like nice potatoes and my husband and I are just sitting there like, what the heck? He's got his shirt off. I'm completely naked. I'm like, this yes. is not how I Okay, so this. I'm such a visual person and I did not need to visualize this. Thank you, though. Thank you. They had me skin to skin and I had yeah. just... And now you're at a table eating steak dinner. Oh, no, I'm in my queen size bed that reclines. Oh, okay. And he's in yes. the bed as well. Okay, this is better. That's a little better of a visual. I was picturing you guys at a table. I don't know why, but that's where my mind went. When you said steak dinner, I pictured what happened with us, which was a table. No, there was. Okay. It's a little better. No, we were contained. I was contained. Oh, yeah, that would would be very beautiful, would it? But yeah, so I had our steak dinner, and then four hours after Finn was born, then we were told we could transfer home because I was looking good I was bleeding a reasonable amount I was feeling pretty good and I was coherent my husband was doing well and most importantly Finn was doing well so we were told we could head home it's that it's mind-boggling because that like there's not many people that hear that happens to so those of you guys who listen I'm sure I've got two things happening right now some of my people are like hell 
no, I'm going home at four hours with a brand new human. And then I've got other people who are like, oh, that's so beautiful and amazing. So I'm sure there's two schools of thoughts on that. So I'm really wondering, what are you two thinking? Like you just brought a human in the world and you're going home alone with it four hours later. So I sat in the back on the drive over and I had a flashlight on him. I was like, he's breathing. He's okay. And my husband was just driving. Holy shit. So we got home and we were just completely flabbergasted by this point. I think we were both in a little bit of shock. Yeah. But my energy was so like, guys, guess what I just did? This is really cool. And my neighbor was walking by as Rick was helping me out of the car. And he's holding the car seat with Finn. And my neighbor's just like, oh my gosh, like how old's the baby? I was like, about four and a half hours. And he's like, you're awesome. And he's he's just, you're incredible. And I was like, have a great night. Of course, it was like 5.30 in the morning. And yeah, I went inside and a skunk had just passed our house. So thankfully we just missed it. That's an interesting side note. (laughs) uh, But my parents, my sister and her her boyfriend were there to greet us as agreed upon because they were taking care of the dog. And they got to meet Finn very early on, help me get upstairs, help Rick get organized, do whatever we needed to do to get settled. And it was cool. You've seen him. Get the hell out of my house and let us be. These are my boundaries. They're set. Yeah. We're going to talk about that tonight during my workshop, my postpartum workshop. <laughs> boundaries matter. Yes, they do. So yeah, that is my, that is my birth story. I love it so much, Laura. Like it's such a unique one for us here in the U.S. to hear, unless it's a home birth, but there's just so much. I love it so much. So tell me a couple things I always ask. If there was anything you could have done differently during your pregnancy, what would it be? Ooh, during my pregnancy, I would have started my birth course sooner. I love it. And I'm not saying that because this is your podcast. I genuinely wish I had started having that community and having that education sooner to chill me out a little bit and to feel connected to other people who were going through really similar things. There's such power in that. There really is. There's so much power in that. Yeah. I find that there's a pressure for women to have such a smile on their face and handle pregnancy with so much grace and without complaint. And same thing postpartum, you're supposed to snap back like you're incredible. That's not how this works. So those moments when you are in the shower looking down being like, oh, I guess I can't shave my legs anymore. (laughs) And being bummed about that, that's okay. And as silly as that sounds, that community, having those people to converse with and say, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed by this, or I'm feeling really excited about this, or I want to eat everything. Yeah. It's nice having that community. So I, I'd say reaching out would be something. I love that. And it's so funny. And I promise you guys listening, I do not like pre-warn my birth stories, my students that I'm going to ask that. And I don't like, we don't practice that, but almost every one of the birth stories where I do an interview with my students, they all say the same thing. Like they wish they would have started earlier. And I'm just saying this to you guys, the birth education is so important, but being able to hang out with me and my team doula and the other moms, that's where the power really is. It really is so unique. And that's why we've opened up the membership so that 
maybe I've got a fourth time mom who's like, I don't really need a birth class, but she needs the support and she needs the community. So that's why we've done that. And then for my moms who may be trying to conceive or maybe eight or nine weeks pregnant, they can always join the membership. And then when they're ready for the birth class, they can get the birth class at a discount. So that's why we've changed things up a little bit, because as you know, we offer so much inside. I We just counted last night. And right now, for those of you guys listening, because I don't know when this will air, it's mid-November. And Taylor counted, we have 18 workshops, Laura, in the next 44 days before the end of the year. And the majority of those are postpartum and mama workshops and baby. So you should be taking advantage of it for sure, for sure. And we just, we love our community so much. Okay, so now... What was the thing, if there's one thing you look at your labor and your birth and your pregnancy, what is one thing that is just like your thing that just makes you feel like that you loved the most about your birth? I loved my environment. As chaotic as everything got at times, my support people were exactly who I needed them to be in that moment. I needed Raylan to be tough and making me focus and intense eye contact getting me through and I needed my husband to be there to be soft and to say I'm here for you I love you you're strong and my environment had dim lights and chill music and that was perfect for me that I think nailed I love that so much your environment is so important thank you so much for coming today and sharing your story I am so honored that we got to play a part in this beautiful birth story thank you so much Um, seriously thank you a million times because you you helped me out you're welcome Oh man, I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Birth Experience with Labor Nurse Mama where we broke down Laura's water birth, poop and all. As always, I will see you guys again next Friday. Bye for now.